Welcome to Pure Doctrine Today, a short podcast along on truth for the race to know Jesus. Today we're thinking about the temptation, the temptation in Genesis 3, the temptation that enters into the garden and into the human race through the serpent, through Satan himself, the tempter. To get a context for this, let's read the first five verses of Genesis chapter 3. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Three parts, we might say, or three progressive parts of this temptation present themselves to us in these five verses. First of all, questioning God's word. So Satan says to Eve, did God say? And what he's doing as he asks that question is to focus on the thing that is denied Adam and Eve, not the many things that have been granted to them. Not all the lushness of the garden that God said you may freely eat it focuses on the one tree in the midst, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which God prohibits to make sure that there is an ongoing understanding of his lordship. And it's why thanks are so important for us. Why thanks are so important for us in avoiding temptation and in fighting temptation. Because when we give thanks, what we're doing is we're reminding ourselves of all that God has given us. Not of what somehow Satan or the flesh is, is getting us to think he has denied us. All the riches, thank you Lord. Thanks is powerful in fighting temptation. But a second thing that Satan tries to do, he moves from questioning God's word to flat out denying it. You will not surely die, he says to Eve. You're not going to die. God can be mocked. You can get away with it. He will not keep his word. He didn't really mean it. He's not truthful. He's not good. He's not faithful. He flat out calls God a liar. This is what happens in temptation. Satan wants us to join him in calling God a liar. We don't really believe that what he has said is true, and we're going to test it. And then the third part of this temptation, denying God's goodness. Satan says, and this is my paraphrase, he's limiting you, your greatness, your knowledge. What's truly good and needful and desirable, he's holding back from you. He is, he is putting a roadblock to your pleasure and happiness. God wants to keep you from being in control, in full control. He wants to keep you from being Lord. He wants to limit your choices and your knowledge. You see, what Satan wanted and what he went for before the world was even created, possibly, was to be like God. And he tempts Eve and through her Adam to do the same. The blessing and the commission, listen, the blessing and the commission to Adam and Eve to rule and have dominion over the earth, was that not enough? Did they need more? The broad, lush, pleasurable variety of fruit in the garden, wow, 
pleasant in every, every way. Was that not enough? Here is the heart of temptation. To doubt or deny God's word and God's character, his goodness, his truthfulness, his faithfulness, and to believe that there is a wiser, better way than God's. May we never bite that lie again. Thanks for listening. See you next time.